0: Welcome to Women, Magic, and Power, everyone. As you may know, season one has ended and we're working on season two. But until then, we thought we would put together a recap about what each and every woman has answered regarding feeling powerful and their relationship with power. We will begin with Lynn Faruja, and then follow the order of the episodes throughout season one. So we hope you enjoy the recap. And if you haven't yet, catch up with all of the episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform.
1: Well, it's the goosebumps feeling, right? So somebody comes in and they give me a tiny piece of information about themselves, and somehow it fits into the puzzle that they've just explained about their situation. And so then when that happens, I feel excited that I have some information that may help them because they've revealed something that maybe no other doctor cared about. Nobody cared to listen about what happened when they were 15 or what happened two weeks ago or how, something shocked them or how they ate some i don't know what it could be whatever that sort of disordered their system and so that's exciting to me it doesn't feel like a power thing it feels more um it, it feels more exciting it feels more like oh i solved the puzzle like i mean maybe that's power i don't know it doesn't feel like power though to me it feels I more think
2: because power has like a negative connotations but we really are right there is power in Feeling that groundedness and that stillness and that rightness, and working in concert with another person and helping them feel powerful too. It yeah, I mean it can, it can be beautiful. I just think you know we're we're so again we're so conditioned to think of power as
0: oppressing
1: somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't and
2: we don't want to do that, right?
1: Yeah. And for me in particular, when I'm in my office, I want somebody to leave feeling that they've just gained some insight into their own situation, and they've gained some power, power I think is the right word then, in knowing how they're going to go forward and heal themselves. You know, they feel like they're in control again. And control I guess is um, how I hope that they leave, like, oh wait, they're in charge of their health, they're in charge of their story, they're in charge of what they're gonna get, how, how they're gonna get it. And sometimes I'm only there to help them find the way to get it. You know, it's not even me that helps. I mean, I help them start on their path.
0: Coming up, and Perry.
3: I don't know. I never felt
0: less power.
3: <laughs> I, I That's
0: very important. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. My life has been very easy, I must say, always. Or maybe my mentality is such mm-hmm. that I accept... Mm-hmm. The, whatever it is as it is so uh, yeah I would agree like I would argue to say that you possibly went through hardship and so because of that you're like okay well this is happening but mm-hmm. we're going to maintain a level head Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to describe it but I have never had a kind of hard time that uh, it was insurmountable. I've never had any crisis. But yet, you're telling what, me that your brothers escaped to yeah, 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 yeah. Lines. Now, that, you see, that you see, that. <laughs> and really, that your and dad it's your was.
2: Perspective of exactly, how you're yes. Crisis,
0: yes. Yes. Right? And that was short lived. And now we move on to Aunt Josefina Kemp.
4: Difficult work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Power has a. a a cognitation that we've realized is tough for us. Uh, I don't know if about men, but for us women, I it's think very
4: tough. that when when I realized that I was on my right path, mm-hmm. and
0: was that when Clara came to talk to you, or after? not
4: after during this this three or four years ago, I I realized that I could. I could. Everything.
0: Well, that's mm. encouraging though, because you've been doing this for 20 years. And in a way, for the rest of us mortals, it feels like you have a connection to something that we all imagine, guess, believe, don't believe yeah. in, whatever it may be. Yeah. But the struggle is real because you've had this connection and yeah. you've only felt like you were in your right path yeah. four years four ago. Four years
2: ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Here is power in the words of Reverend Lori Vale.
5: I honestly believe I found my own power when I gave birth to my first child. All right, and the next twenty-four years, because I was twenty-four when I had Cal, the next twenty-four years were my education in not misusing that power. Mm. So when I stepped into the pulpit at Mary Magdalene Church, the morning after, two mornings after I was ordained to say my first Mass, I didn't feel like, yes, I did it. I felt like I owe. It's a more humbling
0: experience than what one people, like one would think of like when you think of power.
5: It's more like a surrender. It is the way up is down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That power inherently is misused if it comes from a place of this is mine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We've we've talked with I think almost all our guests about this idea that we are conditioned to think about power as mine and as something that is destructive and repressive and oppressive. Think and of
5: how motherhood prepares us for all of that, these moment, right?
2: Right? Like
5: how dare you not ordain women? Women understand better than of anyone course. if
2: they've had children. Right. The indignity of <laughs> right. Of this idea of reclaiming the <laughs> yes. notion of power yes. as a creative force. Yep. as opposed to a destructive one exactly is, you know, I think it, I just think it's incredibly important. And, is, you know, part of what we're trying to do here and how women really do understand this. Yeah, there's like a, a struggle way.
0: owning power, as like, at least with the people we spoke with, that when you talk about power, in your case, you have it very clear and it's more like, this That's is my the anthropology training
5: right. though, right? Yeah, but, I
2: mean, we're, let's be honest. But, but these some people we've spoken with, you know, we're conditioned to not want to think that we have power because yeah. power is not good, right? Yeah. It's something that you're using to hurt yeah. or somehow impact other folks in a negative kind of way. Yeah. And how do we get women in particular to reclaim that idea of the power power as creation yeah and power is love
5: and we can so easily misuse things by taking the perspective i don't have any power i'm just a regular person because it doesn't honor and own that if others perceive you as having power for them you do and you think you're just going along being a regular person and you're devastating them intellectually or emotionally because you're not attending to the fact that they see you as powerful, right? Mm -hmm. And again, that's my anthropology training and my teaching in community colleges for how many years? 22 years. Um, That probably is the single most important skill I have in serving the church that I serve, is that remembering just because I don't think of myself as any different from any of them, they may think of me as different and i need to be honoring of that in how i engage and treat them
0: and i, I can assure you they are because of you know the traditional way Absolutely. of looking at religion organized religion right like yep. you are in a role quote
5: unquote that's of right. power
0: that's right by standing there on the altar right
5: that's right when i raise my arms that makes a visual meaning and that visual meaning courses through our bodies, yeah, right. especially if we've been reared in a church that has all those inherent hierarchies. All right.
0: I mean, lots to think yeah, about. Yeah, a lot to
2: think about. Thank you so much.
0: It is my this pleasure. Thanks, Laurie.
2: I love you both very
0: much. I can't wait to go to church tomorrow. Can you believe <laughs> that? I'm so excited. <laughs> And now, our Younger Generation representative, Deborah Jodri.
6: I feel like I've, in this last year of my life, shout out to therapy, um, have felt the most, I feel like, being, feeling like I can truly say what I think, um, which some of my friends and people might laugh at that as if like, Deborah, we've never known you not to say what you think. But also there's a lot of people in my life who would be like, oh wow, you're saying what you think. (laughs) There's this weird kind of overlap of like the way I was raised and people who maybe know me from like five plus years ago to the people who've known me for the last couple years of kind of having these different experiences of me because it really hasn't been until the last couple years that I'm like, I believe what I am convincing these young people of that like my voice matters and my perspective matters and my opinion matters. And I felt so empowered by doing that and by being supported by my community, um, that I, maybe it's going a little off the rails. I feel like I say what I think all the time now, so maybe (laughs) I need to like step it back a little bit, but really, but, but I think really being able to like recognize that like I have knowledge and skills and a story that matters and can help shape and change, the world around me, the lives around me, and believing that and and getting to live into that. I think that was a huge part of even this leadership program that I got to do um, last month is I got to take away kind of all the other things and just be and just say, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what matters to me without feeling like I need to check, like who's in the room? What's, you know, what, how do I have to kind of exist in this space? And that felt very like I felt so empowered of just being in this space And getting to like speak my mind without this sense of like being strategic. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. very empowering. I think strategy is also empowering. But I think the space is where I get to where I feel like there is safety and trust and mutuality and the relationship with the people I'm around to like truly be like this is my vision for the world. This is my passion. This is what I care about. And I don't feel like I have to do any kind of like checks and balances. Um, Yeah. And at the end of the day. I feel empowered when I'm around people who are empowered um, and that's what I think is so cool about the youth collective because like that is a powerful space mm-hmm. when people like and this just is a concept I feel like of this like this scarcity mindset of like I have to take your power in order to be powerful but like getting to be in these spaces where people are all just like fucking powerful and recognizing like my power and my presence and my life does not take away from your ability to do the same Mm. this is what community means Mm -hmm. this is what collectivism means we are so stuck in this like individualistic world where we feel like we're have to be competitive all the time and that if you have this and i can't have that and whatever instead of like actually thinking about like living in a world where like we truly are seeking the like freedom and power of all people um, and that that doesn't have to come at a cost of our own power it might shift it because sure. we live in worlds where there is systemic issues of power and hierarchy in terms of race and gender and ability and culture so there might be some shifts but that doesn't mean you're losing your power and it's shifts not are a beautiful zero exactly it's not black or white yeah it's and not this or that no, no i talked
2: about this with a lot of our guests this i These perceptions of power and how people get stuck in the idea that power is a zero-sum game and power has to inherently oppress someone else Mm -hmm. and you know people who are otherwise nice people who don't want to think of themselves as powerful because then they're thinking of themselves as then doing something negative to other folks and who
6: are the people who often think that folks on the margins yeah Mm -hmm. the people who have had unhealthy power dynamics used against them are yeah. trying to think thoughtfully about that. Right. Women and queer people and black right. people and immigrants. And, you know, these are the people who are, right. I feel like, most often, I don't ever want to make a complete generalized statement, but the people who have been told that and experience power in a really harmful way mm-hmm. and we need to, like, be examples of what actual, like, healthy and mutual yes. collective power Creative, looks like. destructive
2: constructive, collective power not power everybody can have not
6: power over people but power with people Mm. um we don't need we don't need to hold power over people we can just live alongside of each other and actually support each other without feeling like that is going to threaten your power and presence in the world and also you're such a revolutionary
0: (laughs) and sometimes being weak (laughs) is being powerful you know like just own where you are when you're there like this thing that you were talking about shifts and like allowing yourself to do all these shifts like yeah just knowing that maybe the way that you're acting or behaving or that you thought was right yeah um, may not be all of it and that there is a place for you to like shift that
6: that is that is that is a powerful moment that's right owning our mistakes owning our shortcomings being honest that is powerful It's not having all the right answers it's not being the best it's not being the most impressive it's not being the most known it is being yourself and learning alongside of others and allowing yourself to continue to grow and learn and expand and live life alongside of others that's that's power and i am excited to be a part of a community that seems to be open to some of this and hope that through the hopeful youth collective we get to be a part of empowering young people and empowering the community um, to actually show up for each other and to to grow in this sense of mutuality i see it through the chubbies project i see it through the other organizations in town and i'm really excited and hopeful in Hopewell (laughs) for this type of like mutuality and mutual empowerment because that's how we heal that's how we grow that's Mm -hmm. how we change that's how we address racism that's how we address homophobia That's how we address mental health is together and and truly seeing the other person, the neighbor, as a a human and and wanting to be for their belonging as much as you want to belong. Mm
0: -hmm. Now we move on to Lorette Pruden and how she feels powerful when she's connected to spirit and nature.
2: I think the answer is definitely yes. I couldn't give you an example, though. Maybe I maybe I haven't gotten quite there yet. Maybe I feel less powerless, because mm. there's plenty of places where where we can feel powerless in our in modern environment, right? Mm-hmm. I feel stronger in my own. I don't know if convictions is the right word. Just my own perceptions, my own perspective of things. I don't need other people to tell me how to think or feel. Mm anymore, which, you know, I think as a younger person, you don't, you don't know how what you think or feel, and you, you know, you try on a lot of different, at least I did try on a lot of different mm-hmm. costumes to see, see which ones feel, and so it's partly the stage of life that I'm in, I guess, but I.
0: Here's my dear friend, Florencia Lalor.
4: Well, I guess, you know what, I feel the most Maybe thinking about my story and what I accomplished with with La Voz del Hijo and and all my work I'm doing in the adoption field. Um, when I'm working with a client, and I I make an intervention that I I know I like. I'm trying to think how to say it in English, like that I.
0: You made a change in that guy, and that I made
4: the right, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel powerful. The right there. assessment, and I and I yeah. feel,
4: and I feel grateful when I, when I realize I, I was able to help the other person, maybe understand or even make a change to be better. That's yeah. when I feel powerful, and it's not easy, you know, because I have my many insecurities and doubts and whatever that i still work through um, but when i accomplished or or when i realized i i really 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 help the other person um, that's when i feel i'm powerful and that i i can do it and i should continue doing this you know
0: yeah, you're on the right path. That yes. you ended up here for a reason.
4: Yes,
2: and that's fantastic. Finding, you know, finding your power by sharing your wisdom and your perspective with others. Right. Like, yes.
4: Um, yes, you know, you know what? Kind of you you just made me think about something else. I guess I feel powerful when I realize I, I'm really connecting with the other person on Mm -hmm. a profound level you know Mm
0: -hmm.
4: when i can accomplish that i guess because i guess that's the work real authentic meaningful connection is an incredibly powerful thing
0: here's power in the words of kat fulmer hogan Do you think that when you bring awareness to these causes, it's when you feel the most powerful? Oh,
3: so yes. So there, there's a really clear moment in history when, when you see a shift in the black church. You see the introduction of something called black liberation theology. And what you see is this doctrinal shift or sort of reframing where suddenly you see this God who is extremely concerned about the poor and downtrodden, right? The oppressed, the put upon. And you suddenly see the birth of this idea that the blind subservience that was shoved in our gullets, right? Endlessly is not the jam. It's not the ticket. That the fight for freedom is the most, one of the most powerful expressions of faith. Not just securing that for yourself, but securing that for everyone around you, everyone who will come after you. Looping that back into me as a human being, I absolutely see that work as an expression of my faith. Because how better do you honor your creator than fighting to ensure all of the things that we are promised all of the things that should be, all of the things that a divine creator would want for their creation, mm-hmm. how better do you express that than to to fight these fights? So for me, I think I, you know, I I've, I've followed along when Liz shared the podcast and I followed along and I have listened to these mm-hmm. women and at first I was like, my goodness. Seriously? <laughs> 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 because I heard like... I really felt that these, I saw them as these inherently powerful people, right? Mm -hmm. That then were like, there was like this spreading out of the power. But what was interesting to me was that part of that, I think, is that these were not people who were born here in this country. There is a way that they moved in a freedom of expression because a product of who sort of where they came from mm-hmm. and where I feel like I have, was constantly seeking permission. I don't see myself as this inherently powerful creature. I see myself more as here I am. I'm empty right now. I'm an empty vessel right mm-hmm. now in this moment. And when I go do this thing, that's when I become powerful. So for me, it's like, You hear about those highways where the highway, when you drive on the highway, it powers the electricity. Some country, some brilliant people, we always think we're the best, but somewhere (laughs) they're literally doing this thing where the cars driving on the highway is what gives the power to the community. That sounds amazing. For me, it's in the movement. It's in the doing the thing. Mm. That's where the power is born.
0: Here's Colby Slater Smith about how power shows up in her life.
2: I feel. Think about your power. I feel most powerful when I can open the connection to the divine, to my ancestors, to my child sitting before me who needs to be seen, to opening myself up to a great and grand. Vulnerable love mm. to teaching my students not to be the kind of writer that I am, but to see the kind of writer they are mm. and to help them be better in themselves, to be more themselves. And all of this is connection, all of this is big light and love. Mm-hmm. Last and not
0: least, here's our Lizzie. So when do you feel powerful, Liz?
2: All the time. (laughs) Am I surprised that that's your answer? No, I'm not. uh, Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, I think for me, the trick is I am sometimes too lazy to exert that power. Fair enough. I feel as if the power is within me at all times, anytime I want to use it.
0: That's not the reality for a lot of people out there. So that is powerful per se,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. And I have been incredibly lucky. There's a lot of circumstances in my life that have lent themselves to being able to have that view.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's a view that everyone, you know, it's a way that everybody can feel, but... It's harder for some than others because not everyone is given the space or the means to do that. And that's one of the things that I love so much about what we're doing here, right? Because we are creating space for people to tell their stories yeah, and their truths. And I think in doing that, they are able to reflect on their own power, right? But telling your own story is a powerful thing. And we don't have a lot of spaces for that where you can do it in this kind of format it's not just in bits and bytes
0: or one aspect of your life like this is where you're powerful exactly you as a whole right so
2: you're looking at your experiences holistically
0: we hope you enjoyed season one we want to send special thanks to all the women that lend their stories and voices for it this season and this podcast wouldn't be possible without them If you haven't caught up on all of their stories, you can still do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform. Thank you so much for listening and for all the support.